4: I mean, uh, we're back on uh, coast-to-coast for Hour 2. The the Nets don't play defense, but I will say this, uh, Carver Hyde, that they have actually – I've seen it. I've seen them play great defense when they want to. So the reality is is that these regular season games are meaningless to NBA players. It's all about getting paid. Uh, And then when it really matters, when they have to win, when they're desperate and they have a you know – you're either winning this game or you're not in the playoffs – They'll, they'll show up and play defense that night when they're in the first round of the playoffs, because they're not losing a play in game. Okay. And then when they're in the first round of playoffs, they're going to play defense on every possession. But I firmly believe that in the regular season, it's about paychecks and not one of them gives a rat's ass about playing defense. And they proved it last night. It wasn't because John Morant didn't play. It's because the nets feel that with Kyrie and Durant, they can outscore everyone every night. That wasn't in a case last night when you're letting Bain uh, have a gigantic game and you know Tyus Jones go 16 and 10. They played no defense. Every time that kid shot Jones, he was wide open. Literally, there wasn't a person within 10 feet of him.
5: I, I know what you're saying, but like God, I mean, I, I, they're not going to lose that playing game. But you're good enough. Why do you even have to play in it? Play a little D, win a few games, and then you don't even have to worry about that game. I just I think it's silly. I'm sure, they'll win. They'll be at home. They'll squash whoever it is. But it's an extra game that they don't have to play if they just tried a little harder on D down the stretch. Uh, that's the thing that I can't get through my head here. 132-120, to 120, they lose last night. Kyrie had 43 on his birthday. Kevin Durant had 35. So a big night for both of them. Here's Steve Nash after the game, Scotty. Uh, and, and I can't get this either. There's still lessons to be learned, you know, that we can use in the playoffs. You got you played no D against Memphis. Here's Nash.
4: Well, it's, it is a new group, you know. I think we're we're still, not a new group. You know, learning each other. I think if group. anything, it's a great experience for us. We learned that's what teams, that's how teams are going to beat us. This is the way they play. You know, they're excellent at it. They're bigger and stronger than us at every position. Uh, so it is a it is a challenge to match their physicality. But we've got to match it and be prepared for it. It's a lesson. It's an opportunity for us to see what the playoffs are going to look like and how, how we're going to have to compete. You know, Seth Curry's not playing, so it's not a new group. Drummond was out there uh, and Simmons doesn't play at all, so it's not a new group, uh, you know, Sands, Drummond, but Drummond's, uh, you know, 300-pound big. Uh, he can handle his job down in the block, rebounding and swatting shots and fouling people. I don't want to hear it. Uh, bottom line is, is that the reality here is Memphis is just a better basketball team than the Nets. They play defense, and they play better at both ends. They score more. They shoot the three ball better. And they certainly are more physical and play defense at the other end. So the, the Nets really are predicated on what Durant and Irving do on the road, and no one else is, is worth a damn.
5: Well, now they'll be able to worry about Durant and Irving at home, Scotty. Uh, because this morning they had a big dog and pony show out at City Field. The mayor, you had Sandy Alderson, you had Randy Levine from the Yankees. The vaccine mandate is over for athletes and entertainers. Uh, so Kyrie Irving is eligible to now play at the Barclays Center. That will begin, I believe, Sunday night is the first time against the. Better Hornets late to be than never, at
4: Barclays. Uh, you know, better late than never yeah. because uh, the reality is I don't care about any of these. Uh, politicians, they're all a bunch of thieves and liars Uh, trying to get credit for this. This guy, Adams have at it, bro. Congratulations. The reality of of the predicament was it should have been over a month and a half ago. I mean, this has been the most inept handling of a of a situation that I've ever seen in my life. We welcome all of our radio affiliates to Coast to Coast on a Thursday. We're talking about the mandate being lifted in New York City no longer Uh, Will athletes uh, not be allowed to perform in their jobs at the Barclays in the NBA or in Major League Baseball at Yankee Stadium or at uh, City Field? The bottom line is this, though. We have no control here in New York over what they're doing in Toronto or otherwise. Right. So uh, if you're not vaccinated, you're not playing in Canada. And that includes includes the NBA. So Kyrie Irving would not be allowed to play in Toronto if they met him in the playoffs.
5: Well, that's the thing. And right now, you know, it's very close. Let's say the Nets screw around a little more and they got to play the play-in game in Toronto, that 7-8 game against the Raptors. And then Kyrie can't play in that game. And then they're going to wish they played defense for a couple of these games down the stretch. Because right. if the game was in Brooklyn, he could play. So they need to sh- they need to tighten it up a little bit. I get it. They know they can try to outscore everybody. They need to me- stop messing around uh, from time I think to they time. need
4: to win. How does this sound? They need to win every single effing game in the nine or ten that are left. Win them all.
5: Uh, This guy's talking about learning lessons. I mean, this is two years of this now. You've had these two guys. It's very rare that they all play together. You've got a chance for both of them to play the last ten games down the stretch. Here's your lesson. Put them both on the court. Win every damn game. Play a little bit of D. And then maybe you won't even play in the stupid play-in game. So there you go with the Nets. Hold on.
4: You know that I've said this before. And I don't question Steve's brilliance as a player, Hall of Fame legend, incredible, but I'm sorry. I have yet to be convinced of anything he's done as a coach. As far as I'm concerned, and I mean this, Kenny Atkinson was a better coach than Steve Nash with the Brooklyn Nets, and that's all there is to it. This guy is a famous guy, and that's it. He hasn't done anything to make the Nets better at all I got to tell you, Carver High, uh, when I watch them play, and I know we got to move on uh, to more pressing matters, but uh, when I watch the Nets play no defense ever, I mean, you should hear the language coming out of my house. (laughs) I mean, I I, I absolutely go ballistic cussing watching them play every night. I do not think, uh, you know, for as much hype as they get and the odds that they get in Vegas and they're favored to win everything, they are no more anywhere in the realm of that world then you can fly a kite because they just don't look like a championship team at all. To me, they don't play defense and they rely on two guys to do everything. And one of them has played in a third of the games. Now he can start playing. So now that they have Kyrie every night for the rest of the way, here's what will happen. A, they either are going to win every game, which won't happen. And B, I'm just waiting for Durant to go down with a uh, sprained knee again. Or Kyrie to pull up with a hammy because it's always something it's never mm-hmm. ever clean they don't just play ball every night and go it's I've never been around this is guiding light the soap opera all my children is what this team is they are constantly a soap opera and they never get it done I'll tell you that much and that guy Nash no. he walks up and down the sideline he's like a he might as well be Madame Tussauds
5: I think that they would lose to the Bucks and the Celtics in a seven-game series. I think they would lose to both. uh, I would bet
4: that right now.
5: I I, I think they'd beat. I think they'd beat Philadelphia or Miami, but I think they would lose to Milwaukee or Boston if in a seven-gamer. I I think that that's. I think they'd lose to Miami too. I'm
4: not. I'm not giving up on Miami because Jimmy Butler had a had a fit last night. They are still a really good basketball team when they're greased and oiled and running on all cylinders.
5: Uh, I'll tell you who is still the best basketball team in the NBA right now, and that is the Phoenix Suns. They beat the T-Wolves last night, 125-116. to D-Book, Scotty, once again, getting it done for the Suns, and it looks like they're going to get Chris Paul back tonight as he's probable against the Nuggets. Here's D-Book saying the vibes have been great on the road trip.
7: Get on the flight with with this crew here, and (laughs) you head to Denver and get some sleep and get ready for tomorrow. Um, but the vibes are good you know the locker rooms a lot of fun the bus rides a lot of fun the plane is a lot of fun so we're going to have fun with it for sure but you know we we know our main mission and I keep I keep repeating that you know we're just getting prepared for you know what's coming ahead for us
4: I mean it's always fun when you win and you're the best team in the league everything's fun when you win I mean it's no different than my team we win all the time we go undefeated and then we lose in the chip and then i need a shrink uh we gotta figure out how to uh seal the deal uh you know Volbeat, seal the deal you gotta Volbeat's a, a heavy metal band uh from europe but they they have a song seal the deal we gotta seal the deal and i think uh you look at these teams like the Suns. they're having so much fun because they kick everyone's ass every night
5: I agree. They have been outstanding. The Thunder beat the Magic 118-102. to 102. Mavs beat the Rockets 110-91. to 91. Nice effort by the Blazers last night. I mean, you talk hairdryer city. At home, they lose 133-96 to 96 to the Spurs. I mean, that was just another embarrassing performance. Portland, that season can't end fast enough, Scotty. Yeah. There, there you got the bags packed already uh, up there in Portland. The Sixers last night. Beat the Lakers 126 to 121. No LeBron for the Lakers, as we know. Doc Rivers says it was not pretty, but it was a win. Here's
4: Doc. I mean, we won the game. I'll just leave it at that. Like I thought, uh, we we played and won the game. It wasn't a uh, masterpiece at
7: all. Uh, You know, I just think we maybe sometimes I look at a different lens, but. We scored 126 points and we shot 52%. And I thought we were not very good offensively, which is amazing when you
4: think about it. Like how good I think we should be and can be. Uh, and then defensively, you could tell, you know, LeBron and those guys weren't out there and, and we played that way. Uh, but give them credit. Frank had those guys. They played hard. They moved the ball, uh, ran good stuff, you know. So give them a lot of credit. You know, that's a lot of firepower sitting on the bench. and. Um, you know, Russ, all of them, Dwight, they all play great. Let's stop trying to make everyone feel better about why the Lakers suck all year, like they have and, and, and stop with this. Everybody's talking about how good they are. They're not, they're terrible. I mean, let's talk about what matters here. Uh, my ticket at plus 3000 on MB for MVP. All right. So look, If, if this guy had a 30, 10 last night, he's got 10 games left if he goes 30 a night for six of those 10 games it is over because he will have averaged 30 points a game the first guy since moses malone to do it and the closest competitor is at 27 a game and in no world can you go from 27 to 30 over 10 games you would have to score 55 points a night for 10 straight games to change that number so Do not tell me that some guy that averages 30 and the closest guy is going 27 that's in the running for the MVP is going to get the MVP. They are not giving that back-to-back to Joker. They're giving it to Embiid. He needs five or six more good games of 30. He does 30 drunk. He does 30 and 10 drunk. If he has dinner, if the guy eats dinner before the game, he's 30 and 10. So if he gives me five more of those, I am rolling in a bed of cash like you have no idea. I may end up in the Caribbean selling reefer and coke to kids. I mean, honestly, you know I'm capable. I can end up being like a drug dealer. Da, 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 da. Look at me. Huh? What are you? I'm busy eating lunch. I'll deal with you kids later. Baggage handler.
5: He's, he's got 10 games left but there's only two of them that are against quote-unquote elite competition. I think those are the games we got to circle, Scotty, which is this Sunday when he's in Phoenix against the Suns, and then the next game after that, Tuesday, they've got the Bucs at home. Other than that, they play hacks the rest of the season. Those are the two games. He drops that 30-10 and you're talking about in those two. I think we're going to be able to ice this deal. I think those are the two games you got to get it done.
4: In those games, I'm looking at, in my opinion in those two games against those two pristine teams i'm looking at you know 25 and 10 and that's more along the lines of his 28 5 whatever it was that he averaged the whole season so uh you know i think he can still have good games against those two but i'm not looking frankly for 30 and 10 against those two defensive gems
5: uh, let's hear from Russell Westbrook after the Laker loss. Uh, thinks guys are playing with confidence as they try to hang on uh, to that final spot in the play-in tournament. Here's Russ.
6: I think the most important part is
5: guys are kind of sliding into their roles a little bit better um, and learning. I know it's... Yeah, they're only but, 70 games in. You know, uh, so we're uh, I guys into are doing a better job and having some confidence and keeping in keeping it. Um, and being able to make mistakes
6: and then plan through them and uh, keeping the positive energy, which I thought was good tonight. A lot of guys collectively left it all on the floor. Um, I guess a really good team
7: at full strength, and, you know, we had a chance to win the game.
4: I mean, let's stop with all this, uh, Bullshack. Let's get into the reality of it. Uh, the game Sunday against the Pelicans uh, is for the world. They got a half-game lead over them, uh, and, and if they blow that, uh you know obviously they have the potential to blow everything because that's how bad they've been hairdryer city all year i have no faith whatsoever and i don't listen to one word any of them says Uh, the only guy on that entire team that's played well is lebron james no one else lebron has done it night in and night out except when he was out of the lineup for two months he has literally come back from that and played his ass off And broken all kinds of records and passed, you know, uh, he passed Carl Malone, you name it. So, uh, he's well on his way, believe me you. In the remaining years, from this point forward, he will catch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't care what anybody says.
5: The Lakers are only two games clear of the Spurs in terms of missing even the play-in tournament. They gotta right. play in tournament. They're only two games up on San Antonio.
4: They gotta be careful. Very careful. Sunday's game in the Pelicans is enormous.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
4: All right, I saw uh, yesterday when we were uh, doing the show, at least uh, the portion that I was involved, that uh, Malone got a new deal in Denver, the coach of the Nuggets.
5: Uh, Yes, multi-year extension for Michael Malone, as he likes to be called. Uh, So he'll be in Denver for a long time. And before we get to tonight's game, Scotty, I saw this note. Uh, Zion Williamson cleared to resume one-on-one work. I wonder why he was cleared. Was it that video he put up of him shirtless doing like a tomahawk jam? Uh, You know, I mean, he looked pretty okay in that video, Sky. Did you see Zion dunking? I mean, honestly.
4: Well, I do, and uh, I I think he's fine, and he's good to go, and I would not play him uh, one minute of any game that's remaining. The guy has literally missed the entire season. There is no point whatsoever... And putting him out on the floor again uh, to re-injure that foot break it again whatever he's so violent the way he plays Uh, i gotta tell you uh, i have my reservations about whether or not he'll ever be healthy Uh, it's just every year there's something with this guy and it was that way even at the end of duke uh and i i think that i don't trust him at all physically i know he's a monster i know he's uh super talented i know he's unstoppable but his body's stopping him from performing I wouldn't let him play in one of these games, even though the Pelicans' games right now down the stretch are crucial, including the game Sunday against the Lakers is crucial. But he's not playing in that game, and there's no reason to play him in the remaining games. It's a waste of time and money. Uh, They need to uh, get him ready for next year. He's finished this year as far as I'm concerned.
5: He's getting himself in shape uh, to be at the Garden within the next 18 months. Uh, Make sure he gets himself in New York in the best shape possible uh, because that eventually will happen, as we know. Uh, Let's get to tonight's games. We only have a handful, Scotty. We will start in Toronto uh, where the Cavaliers are coming to town. This now, the Raptors minus five tonight.
4: Yeah, I got it at three and a half this morning. I like the uh, Raptors here. I mean, uh, I think the Cavs have struggled, you know, in my opinion, over the last three and a half weeks, something like that. I've seen them play like one good game, and I think the Raptors are, are tough customers to deal with, and particularly north of the border. I'm all over Toronto in this game. I'm laying it.
5: Indiana visits Memphis tonight. Memphis coming off the win against the Nets. 11 and a half, the big number for the Grizz against the Pacers.
4: Well, I know Coach said he doesn't trust it on the back end of uh, coming off a game against the Nets that was so emotional and they were doing an all-access day with ESPN yesterday where they all got a lot of publicity and everything else. And then today has got to be a complete letdown. It's like going on a blind date and it doesn't go well when you walk in the restaurant and see what's sitting at the table. Bottom line is this. I still am laying the 11 and a half because I think the Pacers absolutely suck. And I don't think anything of them. They played them uh, literally like three weeks ago and beat them by 30. So why can't they handle the, 11?
5: Uh, I'm with you. The Pacers are awful. Uh, lay the lumber. The Wizards are in Milwaukee against the Bucks tonight. Minus eight and a half for Milwaukee.
4: Well, I was willing to lay 12 this morning. So eight and a half, I'm licking my chops. I'm all over the Bucks here tonight. I don't know what's going on there. Obviously, uh, somebody's not playing because, and yes. I need to look to see who that is. But all, all I know is I'm still on the Bucks because I'll tell you what, and I do want to look at that uh, seriously because it, it matters. I'll, I'll say this: you know, if Bobby Portis and the like are still playing in this game, because I'm seeing, uh, I got uh, in terms of, I got you of, here, uh, I, I thinking, got you
5: here. Jan- yeah, Giannis, Giannis out and, tonight. And Middleton right knee soreness. Yeah. So there you go. No, and they're still eight and a half point favorites
4: with no Giannis and no Middleton. They're still eight and a half. I, I still think that they can win this game by ten with uh, the likes of the rest of that lineup, Holiday, etc., and Bobby Portis. Uh, I'm not afraid of the uh, Wizards at all. The Wizards are turning into, again, as usual, even with Bradley Beal, one of the worst teams in the league.
5: The Bulls will be in New Orleans tonight to take on the Pelicans. We do know here, Scotty, no DeRozan for Chicago. They are getting three and a half against the Pelicans.
4: Boy, once that DeRozan news broke, that swung from one to laying to getting. Uh, You know what? Uh, This team is still good enough to beat the Pelicans. They beat all the bad teams that they play. They only lose to good teams. I don't know if you've noticed that this year, but literally the the book on the Bulls is simple. If they play anyone that's decent or below decent, they beat them. If they play anyone that's good, they lose. It's that simple. I'm on the Bulls. I'll take the points outright.
5: Uh, And finally tonight, game of the night, Phoenix is in Denver, of course, off the back-to-back. They were in Minnesota last night. Now they visit the Joker and CP3, probable, tonight uh to return for the suns
4: you know i'm gonna go super high risk here mike and i'm gonna take the nuggets to win but i'm gonna take the suns and the four points i think that this game will be a bucket game and that phoenix will cover
5: down to one now scotty updated line for you denver minus one
4: in this game
5: so that's where uh this has moved well then uh, well then i gotta
4: then i just gotta take the suns to win outright there you and know. then go with
5: it Suns to win outright baby now that's tonight's action in the nba what about tomorrow in the nba scotty the jazz stay on the east coast they are in charlotte to take on the hornets we have warriors and hawks in atlanta the knicks are on south beach against the heat mavs and timbrels they played that great game a couple nights ago in dallas now they'll be in many the sixers still out west they actually stay in los angeles they'll get the clippers tomorrow night
4: I think that Jazz Hornet game will be really good in Charlotte. They've been playing well until the Knicks kicked their ass. Uh, Mavs, Timberwolves, automatic, good. And I think uh, Sixers, Clippers, uh, I have interest in that game always to see what MB does. I need another 30 spot.
5: There it is. Tomorrow night in the NBA, we'll talk about all of those games, and there are several more tomorrow on Coast to Coast. All right, Scotty, NCAA tournament resumes tonight. The Sweet 16 gets underway. Four games tonight, four games tomorrow. We will start in San Francisco with Gonzaga and Arkansas. And the Zags head coach, Mark Few, of course, he has two of the best, maybe the two best big men in college rack with Timmy and Holmgren. He says it is great to have a luxury of having those two guys. You know, the the thing with our 2 is they're just so vastly different. I mean, they're... Chet, can really space the floor and stretch you uh, on the offensive end. Uh, obviously, Drew is so adept uh, um, driving and moving and doing what Drew does. Uh, you know, mostly around the paint. Um, I would say this: it's a nice luxury, though, to have. To you know, we're comfortable enough as we've always been, going all the way back to Kelly Olynyk and Rui and Brandon Clark and. Um, you know, players like that, to be able to take those guys, take it off the glass and lead a fast
6: break. Both Drew and uh, Chet are, are, are very good at that and kind of help us in the course of a game get a different look.
4: Well, look, I mean, I, I think this is a, a Gonzaga win tonight. I don't think that Arkansas can score with them up and down. If it turns into this up and down over that Coach was talking about, uh, they're not going to be able to hang with Gonzaga. But Gonzaga didn't cover in either game in rounds one and two. And you're giving, you know, Arkansas nine and a half points here. Why in the hell would Musselman's team not show up for this game tonight and try to go toe-to-toe with Gonzaga and see if they can do it and cover the number? If Gonzaga wins this game tonight, which they will, I think they're uh, actually, you know, they're going to finish off whoever wins the Texas Tech 2 game and they're gonna go to the final four. And then when they get to the final four, there's one objective left, and it's to make up for last year's loss to Baylor. You get them in the final four, they'll probably win it all. Uh, So they have business at hand starting tonight. They gotta handle Arkansas, and then they know they're one win away from going back. And if they get in that uh, New Orleans four, uh, believe me you, uh, you're gonna have a real hard time stopping Holmgren and Timmy and they got three other players that can flat-out score, too. I did not think, Mike, that Gonzaga looked good in in the game against Memphis and, frankly, in the game before that. Uh, rounds one and two, I thought Gonzaga did not look like themselves at all. I was not impressed at all with the Zags in the first two rounds.
5: Yeah, they screwed around with Georgia State in that first game and then turned it on in the last six or seven minutes and ended up you know, almost covering that big spread. Right. Memphis, but they didn't cover. very sluggish. Very sluggish, down 10 at the half. Had to work very hard in the second half to send the Tigers home. Arkansas is the opponent tonight. Eric Musselman, the head coach, understands, hey, nobody expects us to beat the mighty Zags. Here's Musselman.
4: Yeah, they're going to hear us, you know, when we do a film session, um, there's stuff spliced in on what people have said thousand percent. I don't mind, you know, conveying that. Um, we understand the respect factor for – for us in this particular game is kind of non-existent from a national perspective. Um, so yeah, our guys are going to see it, hear it, all the way up until tip-off. Um, again, the, the respect that we have for Gonzaga is through the roof. But um, you know we have a 40-minute game that we've got to try to figure out how we can um, play with them and give ourselves
7: an opportunity.
4: Listen, you don't make it to the regional semis, uh, and you're not good. So I, all I have to say is if Memphis had them by 10 and lost by four, somebody explained to me how in a Sam hell Arkansas can't do that or more. They are better than Memphis. That's all there is to it. And Memphis took Gonzaga to the woodshed. Memphis should have won the game. You're up 10. You lose by four. You blew it. Arkansas is better than Penny Hardaway's team as far as I'm concerned, Mike.
5: And as you see, we're getting another uh, half a point tonight, Scotty. Now Arkansas getting
4: 10 oh, from oh, the Zags tonight in this oh, game. Give me the, the ten ten. Ten spot, Give me the 10! Give me the 10!
3: Give me the 10! Give me the 10! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: SportsGrid fans, uh, we are constantly at the network trying to improve uh, what we do for you, the viewers, listeners, uh, users of our products at SportsGrid. Uh, The best way to do that is get input from our most important source, and that would be you. We need you to take a survey briefly. It's easy. Survey.SportsGrid.com. That's survey.SportsGrid.com. Uh, We want to hear from you, and your feedback will help us improve our programming and shape what we create next on the grid. Once again, survey.sportsgrid.com. Thanks for participating, and thank you, as always, for watching and listening. All right, there's more tonight than that. How about Nova and Michigan? That sounds delicious as well, Carver High. It
5: certainly does. Two teams that over the past few several years have made deep runs in the NCAA tournament, they meet tonight. Let's start, Scotty, with Jay Wright. He knows that his t- his team's confidence grows as they get to the second weekend, as they are in San Antonio tonight. Here's Jay.
7: I don't think when you get to this point you play looser, but I think when you get to this point, um, you you feel more confident in the things you do. I think individually each player feels more confident in his in himself. Uh, based on uh, having been through two very difficult games and realizing that that other players struggled in those games, other great players, um, because of the competition, right, and the pressure, and that you have personally um, accomplished that, and then as a team, I think that's where you feel. I don't. It's probably a matter of semantics, but I don't know if you feel looser, but you feel like, okay, what we do works like right, let, let's, let's stick to what we do. When you start the tournament, you don't know, hey, are the things that we did all year, are they going to work? You know? I think that's the difference when you get to the second weekend.
4: Well, I'll tell you what the difference is, is that uh, Villanova always stomps on 11 or lower seeds. And the other thing is, is they're looking at three in six years here at Carver High if they go and get it done again uh, for Jay Wright. Uh, the guy wins at this point forward in the tournament i mean sweet 16 is nothing it's candy ass the regional final to the uh semi-final to the final is where this guy uh buys all them fancy suits he wears i mean the bottom line is he's a great coach and i think they have um a multitude of of players that have ability to put the ball in a hole and then they got a great veteran five-year guard who blew out his knee, but came back, and Gillespie, who is playing uh, extraordinarily well, and uh, when that guy's dropping 18, 19 a game and, and more, uh, and then the rest of the bigs are crashing the boards and finishing and and defending and blocking shots and getting all the rebounds, and they block out like no other, uh, they, they are very hard to beat. Uh, I have to tell you, and I know you're going to put these odds up, that line has not moved one inch, uh, Michigan at five. And, you know, I I struggled mightily with this because I am scared to death of Michigan every time I bet against them, I lose. So I grabbed the five. I think Villanova will beat them in a tight game. I just think Michigan will be there all night because they always effing are. And
5: defense is going to be one of the reasons why Michigan has gotten to this point and if they can stay in the game tonight. Juwan Howard, Scotty, he expects... His defense to be very tested against Gillespie and the Wildcats.
7: We're gonna guard. Uh, we have to defend. Um, you know, it's a very good team that shoots the ball extremely well. Uh, they have great perimeter play. Um, they do a really good job of um, playing one on one basketball when it comes to, you know, exploiting matchups. Um, they're very patient within their offensive sets. Um, you know, how we've drilled it throughout the season back in. July 1st when we first got together uh, we built the habits on you know, how to defend and you know there have been times when we've had slippage in our defense uh, but it's going to be tested and we're looking forward to the, the you know that that competitive juices. We looking forward to uh, playing against a competitive team and, and I trust our team is dialed in and ready to go tomorrow.
4: You know uh, the thing is I was going to say about Michigan is is that you know when I saw Indiana beat them. I was like, this just isn't a good basketball team. But then when I saw them beat Tennessee, who I think was a way better team than them, uh, then I bought in and realized it's just Michigan in the tournament. It's every year they do this. And uh, they are not afraid of Villanova defensively. I-, I believe that Michigan will play physical, banging, in-your-face, Big Ten, you know, Ann Arbor-style defense. And I think they're going to give uh, Villanova all they can handle. I know a lot of people. I saw a lot of sharps uh, that just think this is automatic. Nova lay it because uh, what Jay Wright does to 11s are lower. The problem is with that theory in my book in short is that Michigan is no more an 11 than I am. Okay. They play like they're a four or a five at worst. I mean, they look like a three to me at, at worst. So that 11 is a bunch of nonsense. Villanova's got their hands full tonight with Michigan. Count on that. They're not afraid of Villanova. And let me tell you something else: Villanova isn't that great. Okay, like, like they're a really good team, but they are not great. Okay, let's calm down. That they're, uh, you know, the teams that won national championships for Jay Wright were better than this team. They're better than this team. Oh. I don't care what anybody says. And if and if they had uh, any if good. they had any stones, they'd shut Gillespie down. And not let that little B do anything to him. You know what I do? We had a guy last night in our game, and I just said, it's real simple. This guy's a problem, and he scores a lot. I said to my fastest player on the team, I said, shut him the F down and take him out of the game. Take his ass out of the game. He is done scoring. Guy never scored another basket the rest of the game. And he had 15 in the first half, had none in the second half. That's called you lose. Shut him down. Shut Gillespie down, beat Villanova. That's how you win.
5: Uh, I am on Michigan with the five tonight. Uh, I can't understand it either, why this line has not moved at all when it seems like everybody's on Villanova. All the money pouring in on the Wildcats, but yet it's still five. We'll go with the Wolverines tonight, and maybe even a little bit on the outright, Scotty. Maybe they beat them straight up. Maybe maybe we'll do a little bit. Money line with Michigan as well tonight. Let's get to the first of the two late games we will start we'll stay in San Antonio where Arizona will take on Houston. Now as we know Scotty, not a long trip for the Cougar fans to make to San Antonio, but Tommy Lloyd, he is not worried about that at all. He expects plenty of Arizona nation to be there too. Here's Lloyd.
4: Well, I mean it's 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 great. I mean it's, you know, Sometimes maybe rather than being in a neutral environment, you'd rather be in a little bit more of a hostile environment. So you know, we're obviously Houston. Just with the proximity, is going to have a great crowd. But I, but I think the I think Wildcat Nation will show up. I mean, I think I think our fan base is excited and uh, and uh, they, they they love being in this situation. And I think they're going to bring it tomorrow. You know, I think whoever wins this game, Mike, will come out of the South. I think they'll beat uh, Villanova or Michigan. I think. Both of these teams are better, frankly, than Michigan or Villanova. And the hardest bet of the night is this game. There's no uh, question about it because both of these teams are fantastic. I said yesterday, briefly, before I I went off the air, was, um, you know, Arizona, everybody said they should have lost to TCU. And I always say, but they didn't. They didn't lose. They won the game. So everybody needs to shut the F up. They won the game. You, you shoulda, coulda, woulda, all this other nonsense. You didn't win, they did. Arizona found a way, they always do. Now they're playing a team that is as good as they are and that I believe plays better defense than them. Uh, I'm taking Arizona. I'm scared to death to lay one and a half to Kelvin Sampson's Cougars. We all know where they went last year, okay? We all know, so they are very capable. They remind me of Gonzaga in that they are licking their chops for the opportunity to go back to the final four and win it all. And Houston, believe me, you, uh, they've done it before and and go back in history. This is a dangerous basketball team. Samson's done a hell of a job. In fact, uh, when he was at Indiana, they were really winning until they caught him cheating. So, you know, I've always felt he cheated now ever since, But I don't really care if they cheat because they're in it tonight, and if they win it tonight, I think they'll beat Nova or Michigan, whoever wins that, and they'll win the South, and they'll go to the Final Four.
5: Uh, I'm riding with Arizona. They've been my pick uh, since the start to get to the Final Four. I don't care that they almost lost. You just said it. They didn't. And teams that have won the national title have had games like Arizona had against TCU on Sunday night. Nothing is a cakewalk to get you to the Final Four, and it won't be for them tonight either. It will be a very tough game with Houston, but I think that they will get it done. Final game of the night, Duke and Texas Tech. We start with Mark Adams of the Red Raiders. Knows it's going to be very tough to beat one of the illustrious programs in college basketball like the Blue Devils. Here's Adams. Yeah, that's depressing. Uh, you know, they, they've, just, they've got, got a special there. team. They're, they're, uh, you know, they, they, they look great on paper, even better <laughs> when boy. you watch them live. And they're a big, uh, physical, athletic team. We we kind of boast about us having a, you know, a team with length and athleticism, and uh, they're bigger and more athletic maybe than we are. So, that's the first thing we think about, and then to look at their skill set. They've got. You know, a lot of guys, multiple four or five guys that can score 20 points, and uh, obviously, uh, I think uh, uh, much of them are in the in the draft. Uh, uh, so we're, we've uh, we're going to go up against a team that has athleticism and length and and a, a, and a great skill set and the things the NBA guys are looking for. And then along with that, you've got a pretty good coach too over there. So,
4: yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you this. Like, you'll never – this is a rare day you're going to hear me say this, but I'm on Duke. Uh, I I hate Duke. But I have to tell you, I actually believe this comes down to uh, coaching because I I really think Texas Tech has a a solid team on both ends of the floor, especially defensively. But uh, Duke's always been a great defensive team since Mike Krzyzewski's been in Durham. And I just frankly believe – I'm willing to bet on Mike Krzyzewski tonight because I think he's a better coach than Adams. I think Adams is uh, frankly a nobody. I mean, nobody's ever heard of him. Now all of a sudden the guy's coach at Texas Tech because Beard left and this guy's got this winning program. It's because of Beard. That's my opinion. And I think Mike Krzyzewski is going to beat him at his own game. Uh, this is a uh, this is no different to me than uh, Krzyzewski against Izzo. He just beats him because he's better. And I think. He's 13-3 against him. I think shushevsky will beat Adams in Texas Tech tonight because he's just a better coach, and they'll be better prepared. They'll handle the game better from, from the jump. And at halftime, I think they'll make adjustments. And I think in the last ten minutes, and last five minutes, they'll make adjustments, and they'll find a way. Uh, I hate him, but I'm betting on Duke.
5: Uh, let's hear from Coach K quickly before the break, Scotty. The farewell tour continues to roll on.
8: When I made the decision along with my president, uh, Vince Price, last spring, uh, we, you know, I told him I, I'd like to coach one more year, and uh, if that was okay with him, and but I wanted to announce it uh, in the spring or early summer because I didn't want to recruit in an unethical manner where you're, you're telling a kid that he might play for you, then you're going to pull the plug. So, uh, uh, you know, he agreed to that, and then they went through a selection process, and John. Uh, It was a great, great uh, decision on their part, and uh, then I've just tried to jump in and do this season like I do any other season, without thinking about it's going to be my last one. Or uh, I I, I didn't want to leave the program after COVID. Thirteen and eleven, and I I just I I, I love Duke. I love our program.
3: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com active cash.
6: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Meet Stacy.
1: Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses.
2: Call me picky, but I just can't find
1: the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on.
4: Well, Carver High, uh, it's happened before. It's not like St. Peter's is the only team to ever do it as a 15 seed. This uh, day in sports history, I know you got a little flavor for me today.
5: Uh, Yeah, since you mentioned that first, let's go to it. 2013, the first time a 15 seed made it to the Sweet 16. It was Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast, making it happen back on TBS. Here it is. Some tournament history
6: tonight. Kevin Harlan so the Gulf Coast story this incredible
4: story continues in their NCAA tournament debut they're going to the Sweet 16. You know what's crazy is uh, because of that win I uh, over the years I have bet on that team a hundred times because of, they, they got on the <laughs> map that day and I've actually bet money yeah. on that team since then not knowing one player on the team just the name alone. Makes me think uh, basketball and winning. Uh, that's it. So uh, St. Peter's now has, has got that same kind of uh, credit card.
5: Uh, they certainly do. 56, Bill Russell leads San Francisco to back-to-back national titles. 1970, Jerry West wins his only NBA scoring title. 74, NC State beat Marquette for their first NCAA title. Uh, official tournament uh, designated as a Division One championship. 75, Ali knocks out Chuck Weppner to retain the heavyweight title in Cleveland, Scotty. 2010, Dwight Gooden faces charges of driving under the influence of drugs, child endangerment, not a good day for him. 2019, Franklin- Mike what? Trout signs the biggest, <laughs> Franklin Lakes, biggest contract in North American sports history, 12-year extension when he got $426 million from the Angels in 2020. Uh, this is when they uh, canceled the Olympics due to COVID. This day in 2020, Scotty, uh, the prime minister of Japan said no good.
4: I wouldn't be surprised, listen, uh, honestly, if they canceled all Olympics moving forward. I mean, it's the biggest waste of time ever. I I hate to say that to the athletes because they train so hard, but I mean, that Beijing Olympics was an absolute bowl of spaghetti. What was that? I didn't watch one second of it. I mean, honestly, I'm done with the Olympics. You can have it. I want the World Cup, thanks.